You're listening to the Revolution Ed Podcast, a show all about support, education, and advocacy for teachers. I'm your host, Katie Quick, licensed professional counselor, former classroom teacher, and national speaker on a mission to revolutionize teaching in America. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Katie Quick. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, before we get started with our show today, I wanted to make sure that you got your tickets for the free event I have coming up on December 5th, and that is my Teacher Self-Care Day. So this is a free virtual event for all educators. It's a one-of-a-kind event specifically curated for teachers. It's going to be full of incredible self-care workshops from yoga, meditation, nutrition, body image, fitness, and more. And the coolest part is that we also have incredible prizes to give away, including our grand prize, which is a $500 gift card on Southwest Airlines. We also have spa treatments and self-care goodies and packages and all of the good things. Um, There's no commitment necessary. So if you just want to come to one workshop or you want to come to them all, it is totally up to you. So you can get the free tickets at my website at katiequick.com slash self-care day. And I will link that in the show notes. And speaking of self-care, today with us on the show, I am so excited because we have a registered dietitian nutritionist, Bree Bailden, with us. And she is going to talk to us today about nutrition and healthy habits for busy and stressed educators. And honestly, are there any other kind of educators at this moment? I don't think so. Very few. Everybody is so stressed out right now. Um, but Bree is an American expat currently living in South Korea, which I can't wait to hear about. Uh, she's a registered dietitian with a master's degree in health and wellness coaching. And before moving overseas in 2017, she worked in outpatient nutrition counseling and diabetes education. In the past few years, Brie has shifted her focus to health and nutrition coaching from a non-diet perspective, and I love this, where clients are empowered to make changes and reach their health goals without focusing on weight loss. Uh, More recently, she's used this philosophy to start a virtual nutrition practice, the Knowledge Nutritionist, where teachers and educators are empowered to daily nutrition and health habits into their days as the foundation of self-care. So welcome, Brie. We are so happy you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, teacher self-care is a huge focus for us um, because part of the mission for Revolution Ed is to prevent teacher burnout, you know, so to provide them with uh, information and resources that really can make their lives easier. And I feel like starting with nutrition as a foundation for self-care is really practical and it's a great place to start, but I think it's something that we educators really struggle with so often. So I would love, go ahead. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I, I think sometimes we especially for teachers, like, oh, self-care, like take 10 minutes to have a bubble bath or like go get a pedicure. Like that's what we see self-care is like very kind of like surface level without addressing like things that can actually make us feel better and give us like more capacity to handle everything that teachers are being thrown into right now. I totally agree with you. And I'm so excited to hear more about this and would love to find out how you got into this work, especially how you got into working with teachers, because it's such an important group of people that need this information. So I'm so curious about how this all came to be for you. 
Yeah, so it came from a few different areas. Um, first of all, my husband is a teacher. So, you know, he is a middle school teacher. We started, um, he was at like a lower income school while we lived in the US. So like that's a whole nother set of challenges. Like the amount of stress that places on a teacher. But then as we moved overseas and got into international teaching, um, I just kind of saw firsthand how much different he felt when we were focusing on what we were eating at home. And I remember like one of them, kind of like the light bulb moments as he came home one day, we had been working on like, just like meal prepping lunches and like one small thing we could do was like, okay, let's like, instead of eating like the gross school lunch, like let's make sure like you have like good lunches to take with and eat all day. And after about like a month, he's like, you know what? Like I haven't been sick. He's like, I don't like fall asleep at my desk at two o'clock. He's like, the only change is that I've been taking lunches to school. And I was like, okay, like that shows that like for teachers, these small things add up. And then while we were living in Myanmar before we came to Korea, um, just from like some work I did, I worked a lot with teachers and I found that not only was I like personally invested because I live with one and, and like, you know, teachers blow me away. Just, I think they're the most underappreciated people out there that for them, how big of an impact their nutrition really had and that it was something that no one was really doing anything about. Like I had done some like webinars and stuff through my master's program of focusing. I was really interested in getting into like school wellness and for teachers for healthy eating. It was like eat balance, eat balance, eat balance. But like, what does that actually look like? And how can you expect someone who has so much on their plate to like figure that out? So I was like, no, like I need to help teachers like actually figure out what that is, but do it in a way that is realistic. I appreciate this so much because I think, you know, education is such a specific type of, um, it's a very niche profession, of course. And then the energy that teachers spend in a day is it's, let's call it unique. Um, you know, we spend a lot of energy. So I think it's really interesting that you were able to observe your husband and, you know, cause I, I, I have to say being married to a teacher, you know, you're also experiencing the stress and you're, you're witnessing, you know, what they're going through. So it's really cool to me that you were able to kind of watch a transformation in him and his energy levels and just how he was feeling by some simple nutritional changes. I think that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, and I think also teachers are, they're like, expected to just take care of themselves and like teachers are brilliant like they they know what is healthy right like you know people don't need me lecturing them on eat more vegetables but they need the strategies and like that support and that follow-through to actually make it happen right I agree with you absolutely um talk to us a little bit about nutrition in general as like the foundation of self-care you know in nutrition Mm -hmm. as self-care what's your take on that Right. So what I, the way I approach it is like, there are so many aspects to wellness and well-being, right. And like physical health is just one of those. So like, I would never say like, Oh, like eat better and that'll cure everything. Right. But when we are fueled better, when our body is nourished, when we're getting like the vitamins, minerals, like enough energy, then that becomes a form of self-care because when we are doing that for ourselves, no matter, like at one level, it's like, okay, us saying like, okay, I matter. Like 
I'm doing this for me, I deserve it. So we're helping kind of like get a little boost there. But then when you are fueled right, you feel better. So then that makes you have more energy to give to your students, to give to your family, to give to these other things. And then, then you can really go into those other levels of self-care of maybe incorporating like a mindfulness practice or getting more exercise or spending more time with your loved ones. Like when you have the, like the physical energy that at translates to so many other aspects of life. You know, I never even thought about that, that it sort of opens the door for other self-care opportunities because you're Mm -hmm. so right about that. There, I did an episode um, a couple months ago on energy um, as currency and how, you know, teachers were spending this currency throughout the day and we only have a set amount to begin with. But as you're talking, I'm thinking about how when we are fueling ourselves with healthy foods, we're really being intentional about what we're eating in our mindset, that we will have more to spend, you know, Mm -hmm. on our jobs, which means that we'll have some extra at the end of the day in our budget to do other things. So I I think this is, I think this is so incredibly important. And, um, you know, you had talked about stepping away from focusing on weight loss for teachers and, and in your practice, because there, you know, we have Weight Watchers and Beachbody and all the things. And, you know, those are programs. And I think teachers love a good program. You know, it's like, oh, easy, great. I can count some points. I can do this. But tell us your take on, you know, kind of switching the focus away from, from, from weight into something else. Mm-hmm. So that I think is something that also teachers need a lot more because, um, I know like many of my friends who are also teachers, they're like, oh, like in the break room, it's all like this talk about like points or beach body or what, I don't know, like teach, like you said, like teachers are just like really drawn to these programs because they are quick, they are easy. But when teachers are focused on their weight and wrapped up in this sort of like diet culture, that again is pulling mental energy because it takes a lot of focus when you are worried about calories, when you're worried about carbs, when you're worried about, I can't eat that, I don't want that, like that takes more mental energy. And the last thing teachers need is like more mental energy being wasted on something that is not serving them. Um, And as I, I know you're pretty familiar with like diet culture and the dangers of that, So, you know, when they are just kind of on this vicious diet cycle, like I remember when I was working in Washington state, I had a client who she was, had probably been an educator for maybe like 30 years. And she was just saying like, Brie, like, this is like, I know the points, I know the calories, I know everything, but why has nothing been working and why am I feeling so poorly and feeling so drained? And then once you kind of say like, you know what, like, let's not worry about weight. Let's not worry about numbers. Let's not worry about calories. Let's worry on like, Let's focus on nourishing your body, like starting from the, just the foundation of more of adding things versus trying to take away the pounds, take away that, like, let's add things that make you feel good. And then when not only you don't have to worry about your weight, you don't have to worry about the food, you instead get to like focus on you and, you know, of just kind of helping people let go of that, like connection and, or that focus on their weight can help them build habits from a different perspective that's, I guess, serves them better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm thinking about your amazing Instagram page, which is so 
packed full of great information and motivation and your videos are so cute and they're, you know, full of just, you know, quick and easy tips. Tell us a little bit about how you use social media as a way to, you know, educate teachers on some of these ways that we can start to incorporate, uh, you know, better choices and fueling ourselves with better energy. Yes. Thank you. Um, I have a virtual business. So essentially to help get my message out there to support educators, like social media is a great tool for that. So I try to, when I am, um, I really listen to not only like my friends or, or family who are in education, but even my clients I'm like, okay, like what are they struggling with? What do they need? And what can I put out there to help them? So lately, like I, I focus a lot on stress and just like making your health a priority where like, um, it's, kind of helping them shift away from like, okay, she's a dietitian, like teach me about portion size or teach me about like why she eat more vegetables. Like, again, like teachers are smart. They know that stuff. And if, and that's when it comes like individually, like if it's a client, like I'll work with them on that. Great. But I think it's, I just like to use social media as a platform to like normalize, like it's okay if you're struggling with your health, like these small, there are small things you can do that add up and make a difference. So I, I try to be very intentional about making sure what I post is um, like relatable and that it is realistic and it's not like, oh, go like prep 21 meals on your Sunday evening. Like teachers don't do that. Like they're lesson planning on Sunday evenings, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Well, and I love that you're addressing the stress, the underlying issue that might cause teachers to maybe not make the healthiest choices because when we're in that stress place, we're in panicking. We don't have a lot of time. We're going to, we are just, we're going to be in survival mode. Um, and you mentioned, you know, just some small things that teachers can do. Can you just give us a few examples of maybe some easy to implement, you know, ideas, tips, tricks that teachers can, can do for their health? Yes. And I think I would say there's three main ones that generally are like the easiest ones to check off and that have the most impact. Um, the first one is hydration. Like I know teachers, especially whether someone's doing distance learning right now, or, you know, you're trying to balance like kids in the classroom, kids online, but drinking enough water is so important, especially as we get into the cooler season and the air is drier, like that's going to impact your voice and it's going to hurt to talk if you're not hydrated. But then just from a standpoint of, um, supporting your body like the easiest thing you can do is make sure you're drinking enough water or enough fluids because that helps for so many different areas from digestion to energy to mood to focus like it's it's simple but um like drinking enough water so if someone's like well like how much is that the easiest way to know is to take your body weight in pounds divide that by two and that's the number of ounces you should aim to drink So say, for example, you weigh 150 pounds, aim for 75 ounces of water a day. Now, what if, because I hear this all the time, Mm -hmm. Brie, what if someone's like, I don't like water because I agree with you, water, I am crazy about my water bottles. If I don't have my water bottle with me, I won't do it. I won't get my water intake. But what about, what do people do that just aren't naturally drawn to drinking water and don't think about doing it? Do you have any tips for them? Because I know many teachers can struggle with this. Yes, yes. So you can try adding some flavor, like, you know, throwing some slices of lemon or I love like cucumber mint or like that. Or just like get like a jug of water, throw some sliced up veggies or herbs or fruit or, you know, whatever you can think of. There's tons of ideas online of seeing if like adding a little flavor helps. Um, 
you know, and even drinking, some people find like warm water is better, throwing some lemon in there, tea counts, like herbal tea, even like fluid is fluid. Um, John and I do recommend to stick away from the sugary ones because those can kind of mess with blood sugar levels, which impact our ability to focus and just feel good overall. But yeah, I'd say like first one is to add flavor. Also try carbonated waters. Um, I found that works well, especially kind of for like the voice stuff, like the carbonation, the bubbles just make it a little more fun to drink and feel good on your throat. So trying that, um, trying teas, and sometimes you kind of like, you just have to teach yourself to like it. So, you know, it's not always going to be enjoyable. I don't know if anyone like loves the taste yeah. of water, <laughs> um, but you know, just like try, like, cause I also find like, once you get in the habit of drinking more water, then you naturally crave and you know how much better you feel when you're drinking it and you notice when you don't have it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I don't know if this counts, but this has helped me. I just buy water bottles that I think are really pretty. So if I like my water bottle, I mean, I will scour home goods, TJ Maxx. I will find a great deal on, you know, some, something that will keep my water nice and cold. So, but I think that is so important. Yes. Another one that reminded me of is um, I've seen online or maybe even in stores too, like the Nalgene style bottles, like the big ones you can buy ones or you could even do it yourself, like a DIY where you like mark like, okay, by 8am I need to get here by 10am. It's like kind of like check marks. So you, if you have it in front of you and you see it, then it's like, it makes it much easier just to have a few sips here, a few sips there, like have that specific goal. Um, that can be a way just to kind of like, yeah, like the, that visual reminder. Great idea. And us teachers love visuals. So perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. So you've talked about water. What are the other two mm-hmm. things that teachers can incorporate? So the second one is don't skip meals. (laughs) So teachers, um, at least in my experience, are probably my clients that struggle the most with remembering to eat, which by all means, like that is valid because you are busy, you have meetings, you have emails, you have students, like, you know, like that, like like little time you have to eat is usually done doing other things, which, which I get. So um, easy things to do there to not skip meals and at least eat throughout the day. Like make sure to eat breakfast in the morning, um, like working on grab and go options of even like, like we love like overnight oats or like baked oatmeal, like things you just like make a batch of and you can grab and take with you, um, or keeping things in your desk at school for someone who is still going into to their classroom of like stock, like even like whether it's like protein shakes or nuts or like, especially in the U S I know there's so many more like convenience foods that are awesome. Um, and then for lunches to not skip it, a lot of my clients, I'll teach them how to make like a snack box where they might just have like quick finger foods where even if they don't actually sit down for just five minutes to eat, they have foods where they can pull it out during downtime where they can kind of just grab it and go. So they're not going all day without eating because no wonder you're exhausted at 3 PM, not only from dealing with kids and admin and everything you have to do all day, but then if you're not getting any energy, from your food, you are going to be super worn out. And then that's where often I find teachers struggle with they come home and they just kind of just want to eat everything in sight because they haven't eaten anything all day. So making a time with like, whether it's like a small, even if you start with like a small lunch, a shake or like snacks or something, just to make sure you're eating that lunch is really important. Um, and then the last thing is I like to focus a lot with clients on things they can do to support their gut health. For teachers because there is such a strong connection between our digestive system and our ability to handle stress and our mood and our energy. Um, and I know teachers have pretty, or 
I guess from my clients and my perspective is many teachers do struggle with stress, anxiety, depression, um, when there is a link to our gut. So supporting the gut with lots of healthy probiotic foods and increasing fiber is something that um, can be pretty beneficial and impactful for almost anyone. That's phenomenal. And I am very interested in the gut health uh, information. And I would love to hear just, um, you said some more fibers, just what else can you tell us about that? Because I think, especially because it's linked to a lot of the, you know, mental health issues that teachers are struggling with. Can you give us a little bit more insight into the foods that you can eat to promote gut health? Yes. So first, just like a disclaimer, it's absolutely not a cure-all for mental health, right? But it is one thing that we can do to help support us from a bigger perspective. So where the fiber comes from is we have what's called our microbiome or this whole like world of bacteria living in our intestine. And they feed off fiber because fiber is a type of carbohydrate that we can't personally digest. So what is left over passes into the large intestine and the bacteria that live in there, they feed off of that. And so foods that have fiber are your plant-based foods. So fruits, vegetables, beans, especially are great food for the gut, like black beans, chickpeas, lentils. So even like when we're talking about like specific strategies, like add some hummus into your lunch. It's quick. It takes a second to eat. You can dip and go like, that's an easy way to add more fiber in, especially if you're dipping it with like veggies or some whole grain crackers, like you're checking off two boxes right there. Um, whole grains is another one. So like brown rice, whole wheat bread, whole wheat pasta, um, and then nuts and seeds. So that's where like snacks are like a grab and go breakfast or like grab a handful of almonds or a spoonful of peanut butter. All of those plant-based foods naturally contain fiber, which feed the gut bacteria, which are so important for all aspects of our health. That is really fascinating. And I love the idea of the snack box uh, because the next thing I wanted to ask you were, you know, about the unique challenges that educators face in eating healthy. And when you said snack box, I'm like, Brie is speaking our language because a lot of times there's not, there's just no time in the day to sit and have this whole meal and microwave it and find, you know, it's, there's a whole production. So talk to me about some of the challenges that you've experience with your clients who are in education and, and how, you know, you're kind of remedying that through, through nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the big ones is teachers and educators tend to have a sweet tooth <laughs> where it's whether like the candy drawer or like, you know, walking past like the secretary's office and grabbing some candy or like people bringing like treats into the break room or, you know, right now with us all or many people working from home or being stuck in front of computer, like it's quick, like it tastes delicious. It's quick energy. Um, so definitely like the snack box idea and finding ways to uh, get from like a perspective where like, no, sugar isn't bad. Eat the sugar, but balance it out with things that make you feel good because sugar does for some people cause a blood sugar spike and crash. And, and like we said, like energy is a huge thing for teachers. So if we can eliminate one thing that is causing them to have these like energy swings, um, adding some more balance into that. So for example, I was actually just talking to one of my clients last week and we were talking like her thing was like chocolate lately, obviously, like as we follow Halloween, it kind of comes naturally. I was like, well, like have the chocolate, but just like add some nuts to it. Like if you're grabbing a handful of chocolate chips, I want you to also add a handful of nuts because not only will that help fill you up, but then that's going to prevent that blood sugar spike. So you still get the sweet taste. You still get to enjoy the sweet, but you're just adding in more nutrients to it that support your energy. 
I, I love this. I love the idea of balance. I love that there's no talk of you can't have this or good foods or bad foods. I, I feel like that that's just, that's not what we're saying at all. And I love that because I, when we think about diet culture, that's all it is. You know, you start to have enemies of certain foods and, you know, especially with Thanksgiving coming up and, and all the food and the, and the desserts and things like that. I think all of this, you know, everyone's sort of mental, um, perception of different foods is really different. And I love just sort of hearing you normalize. Yeah. You want chocolate, eat your heart out, but let's just balance it. That seems more doable to me. It seems more realistic and there's no shame involved. Exactly. And we all need chocolate. Right. Cause chocolate's delicious. Chocolate's amazing. If you want chocolate, eat your chocolate. That's so great. Absolutely. Um, what other challenges have you heard about educators facing in terms of food? Um, I think one is lack of planning because again, just like that idea of like mental energy and capacity, like you're planning all day. And especially right now where you might have, you know, plans for in-person, but then school's like, no, just kidding. We're going virtual. Like now you have to shift and do. And um, from what I've heard is virtual learning is a whole lot more planning so often what that comes is like the last thing teachers want to do right now is to plan their meals or to do a meal prep so I often help them like find really easy ways to still have a plan because when you get home and you're hungry and you're like well I don't know what to eat open the fridge like what do I do that again is like another decision you have to make. It's more en mental energy that if we can streamline that and come up with a way to have a doable, a realistic plan for what you're eating throughout the week, that's one less thing you have to worry about. So um, one thing that one of my clients she's doing amazing with right now is we're like, well, like just pick like a big one pot meal, throw it in the instant pot on Sunday, like get your stuff done, come home. Now you have like three days of dinners or something, you know, of just like quick strategies where you don't have to prep out, you know, like those like 30 plus meals that sometimes you see people do on Instagram. Like if you want to do that, great. But is that realistic for most people? Probably not. And just, I like to help people break down like what our idea of like meal prepping and meal planning is. And it essentially just comes down to like having that thought beforehand of what you're going to eat, having stuff on hand or ready or recipes that are good go-tos so that it's one less thing you have to stress about when it comes down to time to eat. Yes. And it's not about doing anything fancy necessarily. Like you said, it could just be throwing everything in a crock pot. And mm -hmm. I feel like the crock pot has saved my life as being in education. I have every year I was teaching, I've always had a crock pot and I mm -hmm. bought one when I became a teacher and it was my Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, kind of throw a bunch of things in the crock pot and have that for several days was just a lifesaver. I never knew how people could come home and cook every night yes. as a, as a teacher. Yeah. I just, and I don't know if I, other teachers agree with me here, but mm -hmm. I never could figure it out. I'm like, is something mm -hmm. wrong with me? Do I not like cooking? What, what's yeah. going on here? But I think it's everything you're saying about the energy and, mm -hmm. and by doing this preparation on Sunday and it's not anything crazy or fancy, you're just salvaging some of that energy and allowing mm -hmm. it for your life. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, and again, it's just one of those examples of like, okay, it does take effort, right? Like, I'm not going to say like, it's simple. Like you don't have to do anything. Like, no, you do have to do something. You maybe have to 
order groceries or you maybe have to go to the grocery store. You might have to do a little prep if more convenient options. Like I know, again, like in the US, like you can even one thing actually for the US that is a great thing is the like the HelloFresh or those those meal delivery services where they send you all the ingredients. Like sometimes it's even chopped for you where you just throw it together. Um, so of utilize, like I'm not feeling bad or guilty for utilizing something that makes your life convenient. Like if that's within your budget and that's within your means, like absolutely go for it. But of finding ways, like put that effort in or to delegate it somehow, if, if that's possible of just ways you can make that prep doable for you. Definitely. And you know, we're talking about kind of developing these new habits with water and the meal prepping. What advice do you have for teachers to help make these healthy habits stick? Ooh, that's one of my favorite questions. Um, I, it depends on the person. Okay. But I think with that, it's like, figure out what motivates you. Is it checking something off? Like I have some clients that they just love, like we use what's called a habit tracker sometimes where like, okay, what are your like three goals this week? Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it is prepping out three days worth of lunches. Maybe it's um, adding some protein into your snacks, you know, whatever I have them work on. Say, okay, like write it down each day you do it or every time you do it, check it off. And just that validation of checking something off saying, okay, I did it. That shows that we're making progress and we're doing something. So that's one way is just not like tracking so much like as a food log, but just tracking when you are reaching your goals or doing something for you. That can be a great way to just like stay motivated and stay on track. Um, and then the other one is to do what you can to make it easy. So like, for example, we're talking about the water of maybe we have a bottle that's like marked and that's in front of you where it just becomes automatic. Or if it's like, like right now, depending on where you're at in the world, like I recommend almost everyone start taking vitamin D. Like if you forget to take your vitamin D, put it in a place like you grab your coffee mug every morning of making things more automatic or like with that, if there's like one lunch that you really love, eat that every day. It's one less thing you have to think about is just find ways you can automate things and make what you want to do like the convenient choice. That can be um, really helpful for some people. This is all great advice. I'm over here taking notes, you guys. Just, I'm like, okay, vitamin D, circle that. This is this is really, really helpful. And I love that you're giving educators permission to just make their life easier. You're, you know, and I think that's the thing about people that don't understand what it's like to be an educator. They're not an educator. They're not married to an educator. They don't understand the demands. You know, oftentimes we feel like we have to, you know, just keep up with the latest trends, but, but honestly, we need life to be easier. And so everything you're saying is making me feel like this is permission to just do what you need to do. You know, buy that crock pot. If you don't have one, get that gigantic water bottle, if you don't, you know, and just make life simple, make it simple. I, I love this. I love this so much. And I think this is going to be so helpful. And I definitely want you to come to our next teacher self-care day when we do one in 2021, because I think teachers would definitely benefit from a workshop on this. Um, and I know that you have a lot of ways that teachers can work with you. So can you tell us a little bit about like your one-on-one -on -one and the school programs that you do just so we can find out more about how people can work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a virtual practice, which is essentially I can work with clients from all over the world 
and one-on-one where I have a nutrition coaching program where we come in and figure out what their goals are, what you want to achieve, like where you're at, what do you need? And it's a, a high level, high touch. Like we meet every 10 days of saying, okay, let's set goals. Let's work on it. Break down strategies. We do menus, recipes, like the habit tricks that we talked about, kind of like what it's a lot of, I've with educators, like you said, like it's a lot of just like giving them that permission of like, Hey, like eating well is hard, like delegate, let me help you figure it out. And let's get a plan that works for you to not only especially if it is someone who has struggled with that diet cycle, like let's get off this, let's build healthy habits for a different reason um, and find a way to make them stick. So I love doing that in the one-on-ones. And then I do also for, um, for administrators, I have done um, helping with wellness programs and making sure like wellness initiatives in schools are actually beneficial and helpful and it's not just like oh here's 20 bucks a month for a gym membership like that sort of stuff doesn't work right um so making wellness programs more effective and i've done lately quite a few presentations for schools or teachers where it's like kind of like a pd option of hey like let's you like let's break down these healthy habits and find ways to make them work for you so i do more like kind of like organizational consulting and then um, i am launching a new service that is called the food mood and mindset bundle and that's kind of like a mini pd that's like self-paced where teachers can go through create their own self-care nutrition plan as i kind of like guide them through it and then um, they get to have like kind of like a mini chance to work with me if they're not already a client to break down their plan and put like those specific strategies in place so a few different options right now it's kind of fun and as I'm sure you know the, to be an, an online entrepreneur to, to do basically like whatever we need is something I can hopefully create an offer. Well, we, we definitely need you, Brie. We really, really do. And I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing with teachers. Um, you mentioned a Black Friday promo. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've got going on with, with that? Oh, yes. So the food, mood, and mindset bundle that is going to be launching for Black Friday. Um, or yeah, I guess that's when the cart cart opens on the 24th. And then it'll be available for at least a week where people can pop in, they buy the bundle at a discounted price. So it's only $97 for all the training to get a customized plan and a call with me to really just like have that jumpstart on, the nutri- on their nutrition and their habits without having to get into this mindset of like, I'll do it in January. Like, no, like you deserve it now. Like you, you need this now. Like even as we enter like winter break of what can you do to make your days easier so that you are fueled better. So you have more capacity to like handle everything right now. So the food mood and mindset bundle is building those habits and the strategies, but also integrating specific nutrition components to support the gut health um, and things that support our mood and mental health right now. So it's kind of like three parts to it that are a fun moving puzzle to help each person like take these strategies, but actually make it work for them. Awesome. And I love that it's self-paced. I think teachers will appreciate that. So that sounds really exciting. And we'll make sure to link all of these things in the show notes. Um, And I also know that you are going to be doing a special offer for our listeners today. Um, You said 10% off the signature nutrition coaching program for new clients starting before 2021. So, and I also love that you said we deserve to start now. So tell us a little bit about that, the nutrition coaching program. Yes. So my, I have a 90 day signature nutrition coaching program, which is 
a chance to work with me one-on-one -on -one where you get that customized plan, you get the support, the accountability, but having the consistency to make it stick. Cause I, that's the other thing is when you're talking about unique challenges as teachers, they get started and they're motivated and they do great. But then that consistency element is usually what's missing for those long-term results. So I structured, I make you commit to 90 days because um, that's when you can really develop that consistency. So that's not another diet. It's not another quick fix, but we're creating your own nutrition program and plan so that you're able to kind of take it and run and that you know what you need to do. You know how to feel your body. You have the strategies in place. Um, so that is, yes, I am very happy to offer a 10% discount for listeners if they're saying like, you know what, like I just need some help with my habits. My days are a mess. Like I don't know what to do. Like this year has been wild. Like just help me get a plan. So the coaching program could be great for someone who would just kind of need that extra push of support and personalization because I know teachers also really appreciate personalization um so that's also if you're like well like I've tried this this or this it hasn't worked for me well that's probably either because diets are not meant to work or because what you've been trying hasn't been customized to what you exactly need exactly and that's what I love about you know all of your work is just that it's so customized uh because we're all different and we all have our own unique challenges within the challenges of being a teacher so that sounds great uh where can where can people find you Yes. So right now the best place is Instagram. Um, so I am on Instagram at knowledge period nutritionist. Um, I also have a Facebook page under the same name where you can find me on there um, for teachers, especially who are interested in this and understand the importance of eating well and self-care and habits. I have a Facebook page or excuse me, a Facebook group where um, that you can link to, I believe that's linked on my Facebook page, or you can just connect with me and I can send you the link to to join that as well, but that's where I love. I put up like trainings. I just did this fall food series where I'm like, you know, let's talk about mashed potatoes. Let's talk about casseroles. Like let's break down all of these foods that are like these comfort fall foods and talk about like how teachers can embrace them instead of either being scared of them or maybe overdoing them over the holiday season. So it's kind of another space to connect with me and get more resources that I don't put out to the general public, but give you kind of a firsthand look and me often just rambling about mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love potatoes. So this is very exciting for me. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Brie. This is such important work that you're doing. I know I am going to be joining your group after this because I want to hear all the things about potatoes and casseroles and all the good things. And I, again, I just, I've really appreciated your, uh, the knowledge that you're sharing. You know, I think it's so gracious when, you know, you, there's just this level of I'm sharing this information because I care. So you have so many great free resources on your Instagram page. So everyone should get over there and follow uh, knowledge.nutritionist um, on Instagram. And I will put all of the links down below in the show notes, but I think that it's, it, it's just something that we, we owe it to ourselves to start looking at ways that we can, we can gain more energy and take care of ourselves in a better way. So I really appreciate you being here, Brie. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you, Katie. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the revolution ed podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to subscribe, rate, and share, as well as head on over to my website, katiequick.com, where you can connect to the teacher membership community, resources, and more. We'll see you next time.